Well, today is Sunday. Uh, well, it's almost the end of the month, and it's springtime. With us today is Senator Mike Gennaris. He is represents the 12th State Senate District, and uh, he's in Queens, and he is the Deputy Majority Leader. Uh, good morning, Mike. Uh, welcome to the the show, and uh, and uh, it's springtime, and I, I hope uh, we never had a winner, a, a winter. I know. Well, this is the problem with uh, with climate change that we've been talking about for so long, but I guess we'll enjoy the nice weather while we have it. Absolutely. And uh, you're, you're of a Greek background, and, uh, and uh, this weekend was Greek Independence Day. Do uh, you have any particular feelings uh, about that? And, uh, and uh, tell us about it. You represent a lot of Greeks in, uh, in Queens. I do, and uh, even more so when I was first elected. You know this very well, John, because we've known each other uh, this long. But when I was elected way back in uh, the year 2000 to the state assembly, I, I went to your person. wedding. You exactly. You were, and you were the first. Uh, you knew that I was the first uh, Greek American to get elected to office from New York City to any office. So it was a long time coming for our community. Since then, we've had a lot of others who have followed me. So now we have uh, an actual. Greek caucus uh, in in Albany, and we hosted the Archbishop uh, this past week, and uh, it was a really lovely time, and everyone enjoyed themselves. And, uh, the Archbishop, as eminence, gave the invocation for both the Senate and the Assembly. He met with the governor and the legislative leaders. I think it was a very productive day for him, and uh, certainly an honor for us to have him. And, and it, it was. He's a very uh, religious man, and uh, sometimes we have to pray a lot to make sure uh, the world continues the way we love it to continue. Uh, tell us uh, what else you would like to, to fill us in. You're the majority uh, leader of the state Senate. There's been a lot of fights going on between the state Senate and the, uh, uh, and the governor's office. Uh, and, and the budget is due, uh, I guess, April 1st. Is that April Fool's Day? <laughs> I hope not in this case, but but uh, look, there's a lot of uh, uh, agreements we have with the governor, and the, the ones that we disagree about are the ones that get all the attention. Um, but I do want to say that we we are on the same page in a lot of things, and so that's uh, important to note as we work together to to finalize the budget. Uh, there's a couple of big items for me that are priorities uh, in the next uh, week to try and get done, and. Uh, near the top of that list is uh, helping the MTA get uh, the support it needs. It has suffered a very dramatic decline in ridership uh, during the, during and since the pandemic, and they're struggling to get the numbers back to uh, where they don't have a giant hole in their budget like they do now. Uh, but they need to be rescued um, uh, this year, and we, uh, all three parties, the Assembly, Senate, and the Governor, fortunately, agree on this, and we've all put similar amounts of money in excess of a billion dollars to helping them. We disagree about where the money comes from, and that's kind of where we have to uh, hash out our differences on that issue. But if we can get that money to the MTA, hopefully increase ridership again, uh, because it's not just uh, increasing ridership to get them uh, their budget money, which is certainly a big part of it, but it also uh, contributes to the safety of the system. I think part of why people might feel fearful when they're on a subway platform or waiting for a bus late at night is if they're standing there alone. Um, and when things are more crowded and there's more people using the system, that also uh, contributes to actual safety as well as a perception of safety, uh, which then in turn will increase ridership yet again, and that, that keeps the system going. So we need to do this. Um, a lot of people counter by saying the MTA can you know, save some money with efficiencies. They're not a very well-run organization, and I don't disagree, but um, 
they should do all of that, and that still wouldn't fill the hole. That's how big it is. Um, so we certainly should insist on better administration, but they need desperately to have some uh, resources flowing their way, and that's what we're hopefully going to get done in the next week. Well, a lot of people, uh, as you know, I've been yelling and screaming about safety in our streets because uh, people want to feel safe. I mean, I can take care of myself. I carry a baseball bat. I mean, I joke about that, but uh, a lot of people worry. And uh, are, are you coming to a, a better agreement with the uh, governor's office on people having the perception of feeling safe? Yeah, and I'm glad you asked the question that way, too, because, you know, the the debate around this issue has really gone sideways and everyone's so focused on certain elements of it, like bail, which we've, we've been saying for years, like if there's data that shows things need to, can improve, we'll improve it. We've already done it twice as it relates to the bail laws. But, but by focusing so heavily on something that most experts agree is not the main cause of the problem, we are not putting our focus and attention on the things that actually are. Um, and there was a, just a report from John Jay College this week that said the bail laws have actually uh, reduced recidivism on low-level crimes. Um, and so they've been as successful as we hoped they would be when we enacted them uh, four or five years ago. Um, where we need to focus is on uh, the problems that have contributed to a rise in crime throughout the country. This is not just a New York-specific uh, phenomenon. Uh, and that means tackling gun crime as best we can, uh, dealing with the mental health problem that uh, is at the root of a lot of the crime that occurs. Uh, and if we can put our energies into those things, uh, I think we'd make a much bigger dent on crime than continuing this debate about the bail laws that, uh, like I said, most experts don't think is really the source of the problem. I don't care if somebody steals a, a, steals a, a loaf of bread. We don't care. I mean, it, uh, you know, if he's hungry and he steals a loaf of bread, it's, it's the violent criminals that everybody's concerned about that comp uh, they have repeat violent crimes. Don't you think that's the, the main objective? A hundred percent. And look, some, sometimes, look, I, I'm not in favor of someone shoplifting week after week either, right? Like, even though that's a nonviolent crime. Uh, but my point is simply that the laws already provide, as it relates to bail anyway, that those are bail eligible, just like they always were, just like they were uh, in the heyday of public safety in the early 2000s, right? This is not something that the bailers have affected. Uh, recidivists, whether it's a nonviolent or violent crime, are bail eligible, uh, but you're absolutely right. People that are repeat violent offenders need to be dealt with. We all agree on that, and we just have to figure out how best to do it to keep our streets safe. Well, anything else you want to tell the people? We have about a minute left. Uh, well, the other big issue uh, is housing that we didn't have the time to get into, but we, uh, we're in desperate. Well, you know, my best friend, my, my yeah. best friend uh, Andy Spano, who was the Westchester County Chair uh, Executive, lost his job last time around because somebody pushed him into uh, affordable housing in his Westchester neighborhoods. The bigger problem is that people can't afford to live uh, in the metropolitan area, and part of the reason is there's not sufficient housing stock uh, and the right kind of housing stock. Um, and so we have to figure out a way to do it. What we have proposed is incentivizing the construction of more affordable housing uh, throughout uh, New York City and its suburbs. Uh, but it's very clear that we don't have enough of it. Um, and so finding the right way to do that is going to also be a priority, also while simultaneously protecting people who already have homes so that we don't uh, exacerbate the problem by kicking more people out into the streets and, uh, and having the need be even greater than it already is. Are we going to create incentives for real estate investors to invest in New York City, New York State? 
Yeah, I think that's part of the discussion right now. And uh, the governor has proposed at a minimum um, extending the old uh, incentive program, the subsidy program for uh, projects that already have begun uh, being constructed. Uh, And I think we'll uh, hopefully come to terms around that. But the housing issue is so multifaceted. I think all of these things we talked about hopefully we'll come together in a giant agreement where we're incentivizing more housing, we're incentivizing the right kind of housing for New York City and, and the surrounding areas. We're protecting tenants in their homes. Um, and if we could do all that together, it would be a really legacy-type achievement for the governor and the legislature. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, Deputy Majority Leader uh, of the State Senate, uh, Mike Giannaris, and uh, God bless you, and happy uh, uh, Independence Day for your Greek heritage, and we'll catch up again real soon. Thank you. We'll see you at the parade, John. Thank you. April 30th. See you there.